2: So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Hello and welcome to the Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport Radio with me Johnny Burrow and Nick Gussett and Dr Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Gents, good week? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good week. week. <laughs> oh, it's getting horrendous by the week.
4: Yeah. Oh, me, this me. this week was it was painful. Yeah, Found
5: right. out my cat's pregnant. That's quite good news. The kids are excited. Very if interesting. We could talk about cats rather than my Palace. <laughs> very happy. Wait, when is it? You. We don't know. That's the thing. We made a nest and everything for. How her. does it work
4: with cats? <laughs> <What I> mean, <laughs> how does it work with cats? <laughs> I, I think they <laughs> give birth. They're still mammals. But how do you know when they're going to
5: give birth? Like uh, they, they bite you a lot, and then they go into whatever. Airy, just like my girlfriend. Bizarre. (laughs) Uh, It's weird. I thought
0: we were going to talk about new additions on this show, but I didn't think it would be kittens. But there we go. Perhaps a striker. Uh, When are the when are the cats due, Nick?
5: We don't know unless we pay stupid vet fees to go for. Would it be a cat scan? I suppose it would. (laughs) (laughs) Go for a cat scan. Um, We'll find out. But why pay pay forty quid? Wait, have you experienced this before, though,
4: with cats like? is it the first no. time oh so but. you don't know what's going to happen the cat might just, no,
5: night, that just you starts... have to leave them alone apparently and let them get on with it and just sort of stand by in case (laughs) there's any problems i'm
0: being told that the gesticulation period for a cat we're four minutes and 19 seconds into the crystal palace fan show and i'm able to inform you that the gesticulation period for a cat is roughly 64 days
5: that's a a... gesticulation i think you mean gestation Gestation. sorry yes
0: (laughs) Yes, that was that was certainly a gesticulation uh well we can have (laughs) weekly updates can't we yeah i think
5: she's about six or seven weeks Right. Well, did you well, notice I was pouring like a cat does there?
0: That was yeah. gesticulation as yeah. well. It was, yeah. Unfortunately, but I, that was a the g-
5: listeners can't hit or see that. Yeah, it's yeah. a g- gesticulation period of four seconds.
0: <laughs> well, that's the good news on the Crystal Palace fan show. The bad news, of course, was the result at the weekend, which wasn't what you were both hoping for.
4: No. Well, it, well, it wasn't what I was hoping for, but I'm not that surprised that we lost in a way as well. Um, Watford, as you said beforehand, they've now done a triple over us we've lost to them at home and away in the Premier League so yeah it hasn't been a great season against Watford and even going into the game there was many fans who wasn't really too
0: keen on it and was a bit worried and this this is the reason why another 2-1 defeat I'm interested by this the fact that it's not just the case that Watford have beaten you three times in a season Every single game has finished 2-1. Is that just blind luck, chance, or is there actually something more significant at play?
5: I think we're quite even as teams. So, um I thought the game Saturday could have gone any way. It was one of those again. We seem to have a lot of those. Um, yeah, I think it's because the teams are closely matched.
4: Well, if you, if you, uh, I know we're it closely matched in terms of the plays that we've got. So what's the difference maker, do you think, is... Than tactics because two one I don't think two one is just a coincidence. If you look at all the results, it's just at home. I was at the Watford away game in the Premier League, and we just were out managed there. I feel like against um, against them on Saturday, uh, once again tactics. Uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest. And then at home, I can't remember the home game. Let me be honest, but two games out of three, we've been out managed. So
0: it's pretty much down to the manager isn't it then
5: and the players well
0: if you if you had to hold someone to blame for example for the weekend's result do you think this was a case of Roy Hodgson getting the tactics right and the players not being up for it or actually did the manager perhaps get things a little bit skewed
5: perhaps a little bit skewed I mean we'll talk about the lineup in a bit but it was and I'm sure I said it last week on the show let's put Jeff at left back and sure enough he was there I think Roy Roy might be listening Um, so he was playing in an unfamiliar position we had no Wilf which is our usual outlet Um, Townsend ran about a lot but was quite sort of ineffective wasn't he yeah
4: but it's still not like you mentioned Wilf it's still not an excuse we've won games without Wilf this season so beforehand there was that excuse of oh Zaha isn't playing and it's looking very unlikely yeah Zaha is our style man but other players need to you know put themselves forward and have done previously so even going into the game like yeah I can use the Zaha excuse to a certain extent but we've still got a place to beat Watford if you look at as you said the squads you know when you look at them they're you know Watford's got some good players we've got some good players so we're evenly matched I think that's why it's more down to tactics than just like the players.
0: Well, let's dwell on that left-back position for just a moment. So in the last couple of weeks, something that you've both been very vocal about is the fact that Patrick van Aanholt hasn't been in the form of his life. Nick, as you just pointed out, mm. you were calling for him to be dropped from the game. I don't think... Many of us were all that surprised to see Schlupp come in. But were you a little bit shocked to not see PVA in the squad at all? Yeah. Because you'd have thought, from Roy's point of view, even if you're dropping him, you would want your first choice left back, at least on the bench, particularly given how much he can offer going forward.
4: Yeah, I think he suffered uh, an injury of some, of some type. That's why he wasn't in the squad. But yeah, um, pretty much. I wasn't, as a result, I wasn't that surprised that Jeffrey Slup was playing left back because, as we were talking about it last week, there isn't really that many options. Papa Suaire he's injured, and the only really option is Jeffrey Slup or you can go and play Joel Ward there and Jairo Reidward. But that's not their natural position, so I wasn't that surprised with um, Jeffrey Slup playing at left back. Um, my only worry before uh, the game was the fact that when he did slot into left back. Midway through the United game, his positioning for United's I think second goal uh, was just poor, so that's my only worry. And but this result was not really based on how Jeffrey slot played. He didn't contribute no. that negatively. Like, he didn't contribute that negatively. It was just
0: other instances that really um, made Watford get the better of us. So where specifically do you think things were going wrong?
4: Um, it's just the ta- when you look at the lineup. I actually have no worries with it. I think it's a fairly strong lineup. Cuata came in there, he's a brilliant box to box player. Max Meyer was also in the lineup. We've got, you know, one of our best midfields playing. But the issue that we've had um previously with this lineup is the fact that whoever's playing up front n- normally normally tends to be Batshua. Sure, they get isolated. And you pretty much saw that in the first half. Um we started the game off strong. Um kept the ball.
0: What's the solution to that isolation? From a managerial point of view, we've talked a lot on this show about the introduction of Max Meyer as someone who can add something of a cutting edge from midfield. Is the solution to allow Meyer to operate more closely with Batshuayi to sit in behind him? Because there's got to be a way of playing with a lone striker without having that lone striker feel completely out in the cold.
4: Yeah, I think
0: when you look at it, the main issue is not, as I said, not
4: the plays because We've got Max Meyer in there. We've got Kuyate, who's a brilliant box box player. We've still got Andrew Sound and we've got Batshuayi. But it's the fact that them players are not told to go... For, it, it doesn't seem like anyways are told to go forward as much as Watford players were. So that's why I was isolated. Because that's what... We, we always talk about this with Roy Hodgson. Risk versus reward. He he just doesn't like risking it as much. But in the second half, it kind of did change. We put more numbers... Uh, you know, put more n- players forward. But... It was it's just, why not do it in the first half? And even the second half, when that happened, it didn't really go accordingly because Watford ended up scoring two goals and we conceded you know, some poor goals in
5: there. I, th- I think we've got to stop relying on getting teams on the break. Yes, it is good to to counter-attack, but we weren't really going forward other than counter-attacking, were we, I thought? So, yeah.
0: Nick, is that a disappointment for you about Hodgson more broadly, that he is so risk-averse? Would you like to see him put a bit more on the line try a bit more out throw something forward
5: yeah i mean we had that before we've scored four goals and let free in pardue, didn't we yeah that's why
4: yeah that's what i said um we need a manager who takes more risks than roy Hodgson, but less than pardy i think that's a, per- <laughs> that's that's a been perfect medium. fit <laughs> yeah i don't know who is that manager um but we need someone just like that um it just is frustrating because it's been I know we'll talk about Roy Hodgson more in depth later on, but it's been a what-if season. It's just, there's so many things that we haven't done and it makes no sense because we've struggled. So why haven't we tried different options? And that's the frustrating thing, really. He doesn't take as much of the risk and that was pretty much it against yeah, Watford.
5: We, we haven't really seen a
0: plan B, have we? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Coming up on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, we'll be hearing from Gareth Graham, former Palace midfielder, and getting his take on a disappointing week for the club.
3: This is Love Sport.
0: You are listening to the Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow, Nick Gussett, and DR Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. And I'm delighted to say that we're also joined on the line by Gareth Graham, former Palace midfielder. Gareth, evening to you. Thanks very much for joining us. Were you disappointed by not just the result, but also the performance at the weekend?
1: Yeah, I'm um, very disappointed, but. I think Will Smith is a big boy in the past ten if at was, so it was a tough one. tough one to
0: take. For you, did Roy Hodgson get things right? Would you like to have seen a different system operating or was this more a case of the players not taking responsibility for their own performances?
1: At the end of the day, obviously, with and other players have got to step up, so it's a, Roy's only got the, got the cards he can, he can deal with. Um, it was tough for them, but um, I think Roy well, made the right decision, not for a very tough time. If you don't perform to your highest level, then you probably come up stuck because they're hard to, to beat Wofford. So you mentioned there,
0: Gareth, that in the absence of Wilf, that isn't an excuse. Mm-hmm. Other players, in your words, have to step up. For you at the weekend, who were those players who should have been doing that and failed to make an
1: impact? Well, I think it's a collective. I don't think even... Point around the and you never would do. And especially the next player, I think you've got to obviously be collective, and you've got to take on some range yourself. Um, again, it's it's tough because he's a massive player for Palace; he always will be. Um, but it's a tough one to step up to.
0: But equally, Wilf is someone who's been repeatedly linked to moves away from the club. We know that Borussia Dortmund are circling. With that in mind. Palace clearly do need a plan B, don't they? Because it's not a guarantee that Wilfred Zaha will still be at the club next season. And this whole excuse of well Wolf isn't playing so we're gonna struggle isn't really gonna work for an entire Premier League season.
1: No, I do get that. And again I think if Wolf does go, I think he'll probably get a lot of money, which they're gonna invest in um, other areas. Um, those areas one will obviously be some wealth, but I think I need a goal score. That's why he, he obviously scores goals giving chances. But um I think his link up plays lead a lot to be desired by watching him. I think um obviously um other players around him aren't getting aren't giving him the service maybe, but I just think it will be tough for Palace to be Dorotch go. But uh, there's loads of players there, with loads of quality that have to step up. I think Townsend was fantastic. First first sort of part of the year, but he's obviously dropped off a little bit. But it could be because Will's back and have now got for Sway, so it's not all on him. So it, it's a really tough one. You can't really put your finger on it.
4: Hi Gareth. Um just quickly you're talking about um more, you know, players have to help back Shuai for instance. Um there's there's a player out there, Max Meyer. I know he started against Watford, but he hasn't really played as much as games as um, we expected as Palace fans. Do you think that going forward from now on, now we're now we're out at the FA Cup? Um, there's been that suggestion that he's not Roy really trying to you know slowly bring him into the like starting lineup. Do you think that he should start from now on till the end of the season and get get more consi- play more consistently out there?
1: I, I I would tend to agree we have Knowing him from you know, from Empire and obviously watching him play when I've been to Palace this year, he's a, he's a talent. There's very a shadow of a doubt. He's an absolute talent. Um. Is he physical enough for the Premier League? I mean, probably doubt. Especially playing with the two. It depends how Palace play. If a if play with three in midfield, you can maybe play on the top of two defensive players behind him KLT and Melbourne. Um, but if, if you play with the two, I think you'll struggle a little bit. With, so uh, it's a tough one for Roy. I, I do think it's a tough one because I, I do believe he's probably, apart from Wilf, he's probably the most gifted player in the squad.
0: Gareth, lovely talking to you. Thanks very much for sparing us the time. Gareth Graham there, former Crystal Palace midfielder. Interesting, Gareth.
5: Well, I'm just wondering, was he on the outside of the train or the inside of the train
0: there? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think he was in the train. Yeah. Uh, interesting his views on Max Meyer. He's a guy who we've mentioned a lot as being this creative outlet, the answer. Do you think he's enough for Palace? Do you think that that creativity he provides is sufficient? Or actually is this now going to be a case of the club looking outside the current team, looking to bring someone in in the summer? Because it felt like he wasn't quite ever going to unlock the Watford door. Yeah, um, but
4: there's also other players that played poorly against Watford as well. So it's it's natural that you know he has bad game once in a while. Every time he has come on for Palace and really started as well, He's been pretty much decent, so I pretty think- much decent. No, yeah. it isn't
0: effusive praise, dear. This is kind of the point I'm <laughs> making. Is this a case of him being decent, but perhaps not actually all that good? Well, I think he.
4: Oh, well, then I think he has been good. Then okay, yeah, because if you look at it that way, um, if you look at his build-up play with Zaha. It's been, it has been good when they have played. But so
0: you you'd be happy with him as the cre- the club's main focal point in terms of the creative influence yeah. in midfield.
4: Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see what happens from now till the end of the season as well. I think playing Max Meyer would be ideal. He hasn't really had a good run in with the side. He's started a couple of games. He's come off the bench. But I I want to see him now consistently. You know, play eight games in a row and actually have a proper feel about Max Meyer because when he has come on for short spells or has started games most noticeably against Manchester City he has been good he, you know he, with the link-up plays with the forward players and also was decent um, going back and defending considering his height and his physical abilities he's done a, he's done a good job so I just want to see from now on just Max Meyer playing more consistently and let's just see what he can actually bring to the table.
0: Nick, are you happy with the club's midfield roster currently, or would you like to see some reinforcements at the close of the season?
5: I'm not happy with the word roster, but um, <laughs> it's a bit American. We, we've, we've got a good midfield. I mean, we used to harp on about, uh, we had uh, McJedley, which was uh, McArthur, um Joe Ledley, Joe Ledley, <laughs> Joe Ledley and um, uh, the Aussie guy. I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah. These names yeah. are disappearing. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, <laughs> we 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 have got a good midfield. If you if you're including Wilf and angels in that midfield,
0: but they're not midfield. I mean, I'm talking about the central area. Yeah, I I feel, and I'm not a Palace fan, and you guys know better than I do. But looking at the club from an external perspective. I am slightly sceptical. I like those midfielders. I think MacArthur's fantastic. I think, DR, you're right to point out how effective Coyote is going box to box. But I'm not sure that there's a proper playmaker in there.
5: Yeah, because we have tended to get the ball to Wilf (laughs) as a a tactic. And he could be off. And he could be off. Um, So, yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because my... Again, he he seems much better when he comes off the bench, whether that's because other players are tired or not. But I I still think impact sub for him. Yeah. Um, Is this for Meyer you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, we've got um, Reiderville, who has n- we've not seen anything of. So I don't know what's. I
0: uh,
4: I don't I've, I don't think the coaching staff just rate him. I think it's simply as that they yeah. don't rate Reiderville. But with Max Meyer as you mentioned the free midfield I think our best midfield this season is Kiarte, Luka Milivojevic and Max Meyer. I actually don't know the figures but it'll be interesting to see how many minutes have they actually played
0: together because looking back at it now they haven't played that many minutes Milivojevic of course has been a fixture and coming up we'll be getting into some of the accusations surrounding him because some fans are saying he's light-hearted but is it a problem? This is Love Sport. It's Johnny Burrow here, joined by Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast for the Crystal Palace fan show on Love Sport Radio. Now, gents, I think of Luka Milovojevic as a tough, robust Serbian central midfielder who pops up with a goal. That's my personal perception. But I've been seeing reports on social media this week that not all of the Palace fan base agree with me.
4: Yeah, there's been suggestions on social media that Luka Milivojevic, when it comes to um, big games, especially that he's a bottom line and he doesn't perform. I don't know how to feel about that because what people really expect from him um, is the fact that you should go in and just constantly foul because that's his perception. And I think we are talking about it uh, during the break, how when you think of Luka Milivojevic, which faith First thing you think really is that he's a you know ser- he's a strong Serbian and he loves to tackle and he carries his team and whatever. But he's that's the re- if it's a criticism I'm not too sure, but he's not that type of player. He he performs on the pitch and that's the only thing that really matters. That but there's some people that don't like it. Some people want him to be more aggressive and I'm not too sure if that's the best thing to move forward because it only mean that he pick up more yellow cards and this doesn't mean that. He hasn't been aggressive. He has been aggressive at some points of the season, I think. But I think fans want it more consistent from him. But I don't know.
5: He's good at penalties. That's the first thing I think of, I must say. No, um, I've seen people saying that we're too nice, that Watford um, on Saturday were dirty and too hard. And actually, there's the argument that you we should be going in a bit harder and not be so, in inverted commas, nice. Uh, I know Damien Delaney had some comments on that. Um on on social media in the week saying yeah you you've you've got to be quite hard and not not be roughed up by the other teams but but, uh, then again you don't want us going in committing loads and loads of fouls I mean you look at McArthur how many tackles does he make quite a few how many fouls does he give away quite a few um so moaning about other teams doing the same to us I don't know whether I mean I compared. Luca and Miele last week. Yeah. Saying that Luca was an improvement on mele If there's one area it's the the guts and glory bit I would imagine and the the getting the players G'd up.
4: Yeah, I still think that Luca has that in him though. But it's not as much as mele Um Luca I don't know how to who to compare him to. I don't think I think what fans what triggered fans is the fact that Troy Dini he, you know, he's Watford's main man and he's the one that does all the hard work. But he, it's
0: not just Troy Deeney, right? This is the yeah. point. If you look at that Watford team, they have warriors all over the park. Decore is going to kick you. Let's think about the opening goal scorer for Watford, Etienne Capoue, who was yeah. booed fabulously by the Palace fans before the game, obviously because he likes to stamp on the back of Wilfred Zahar's mm. legs. Mm. There isn't anyone really in that Palace team who's going to do that in the same way. And in the respect that Watford deal or have certainly dealt in the past with the likes of Zaha by perhaps being over-physical, there is an argument that Palace could have done that and actually perhaps stepped on the toes both literally and metaphorically of the likes of De Feo at the weekend.
4: Well, yeah, you can look at the squad couple years ago. We had Damon Delaney, we had Millet, we had Scott Dan, who's quite a physical player, we, yeah. Yeah, we had some real physical leaders what you consider I think that's what Palace fans are missing Luka Milivojevic he's not the softest guy <laughs> the way that some people are talking about him he's talking about oh he's so soft every time he gets fouled he apologises to oppo- like opposition or something he's not that kind of guy but he's not on the same level as uh, for instance Mile in that aggressiveness and some fans just clearly I'm not happy about it i'm not I'm not that fast, I think to a certain extent, yeah, you might you know if he ups his aggressiveness because he's a captain, that would be good, but then again, what actually matters is how he performs on the pitch because the difference between melay and Luca is the fact that Luca is a better footballer and contributes more, whereas Millay was more of a leader
5: yeah when um I think I mentioned it last week, so I hope I'm not repeating myself but when Friedman was the boss um he wanted a team of leaders Um, get them going. Um, they do seem a bit quiet compared to, to what they were. It's
4: it's weird, though, because Roy is always... He's not always, but there's times where he's animated in, uh, on the sidelines. I wonder what happens in the changing rooms.
0: Uh, you know? I've never been in the dressing room yeah, with Roy we yeah, But... But imagine a team talk from Roy Hodgson. I can't imagine him going full hairdryer. And if he did, and I'm sure he does, but if he shouted at you, would you be really scared of Roy Hodgson? Isn't he just a bit nice as well? He looks like he's more likely to offer you a cup no. of tea than yeah, he no. to swear at you. No, no. No? If, he,
5: if you <laughs> there, there's a great thing on Twitter where Roy was being...
0: West, the post-match, interview. Yeah, the post-match, post-match interview. interview. But again, even that, he's being rude and abrasive, but he's not actually being aggressive. He's not shouting, he's not raving, but
4: it shows that he still has that, you know, he's he still got has an edge a bit to of him. him. Yeah, he's got. To be a, I think he's a but respectful that man. To like, an
0: Allardyce or a Warnock or a real English yeah, battler.
4: he's not on a hundred se- percent. He's not on the same level as Allardyce. I remember when we lost against Sunderland at home. Apparently, after full time, Allardyce kept the players in the changing room for like an hour or two, and had a real talk with them. Now, if you ask me, would Roy do the same thing? No. I just don't see it happening. But I don't think Roy is just, you know, he's not, he's not a manager. He's not a pushover. Yeah, he's not a pushover. I still think he's got a bit of it in him. But I think that's what you... The next thing to look at is the manager as well because the manager needs to inspire the players going out as well. But, yeah.
5: Yeah, I I I don't know how true this is, but um, Punchin was a bit upset about not being club captain once they made Luca club captain. And Roy told him get over it and now he's at Huddersfield.
0: And not starting for Huddersfield, not, by the way. There is an argument that punching might perhaps not be good enough for the Premier League anymore.
4: Yeah. He yeah, had a they, decent he had a decent preseason. I was surprised that he didn't play more games coming off the bench like you know, coming off the bench. So yeah, that was surprising. But yeah, it seems like Roy if you look at his tactics as well, he's kind of a stubborn man and the punching story does kind of like I can see that happening. It's, just get over it so I don't know what impact the players respect him they've showed that as well in the post game talks um, like saying this is for the manager like a couple weeks ago they were saying this is for the manager etc etc so the players respect him but maybe he needs to push them a bit more
0: well, some fans have had enough of Hodgson and are calling for him to get sacked. Is that fair? Is it an outrage? Get in touch. 208 70 20 558 or at LoveSport Radio on Twitter. This is Love Sport. Football is a fickle game, a couple of bad results and the fans turn on you. Some Palace fans now calling for the dismissal of Roy Hodgson. I'm joined in the studio by Nick Gussett and D.R. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Do you think Roy needs more time? No. It's, it's the, time I'm, to go. Yeah,
4: uh, my patience has run out um, after the Watford game. It's, it's, there was, um, I think it was around December where I was considering it. Um but then I was like, you know what, just give him more time. He's last season he done us one and wonders. But after getting knocked out of FA Cup I just that's it. I've I've lost hope in him. Um and I'm not saying he gets you know, he should get sacked right now, but in the summer he just has to go because we've got one of the best squads that we've we've ever had in the Premier League and he's simply not taking advantage of it. You look at how we play, it's not inspiring and what you you know? We got players like Wilfred Zaha and Mamadou Sakho. What would you know? If we if we if we continue playing like this next season, why should they stay at Crystal Palace? They could easily go for you know go to better clubs. So we're at that risk that we're going to like continue playing like this, and then we're going to end up losing them players, and it's going to be a waste. I'd rather a new manager comes in, a young, inspiring manager, and just let him.
0: Do whatever it takes. Well, fighting talk from DR. There, Nick. What's your take on the situation? Should Roy stay?
5: I just I can see what DR says, and we want to move on. This is our is this our seventh season or eighth season in the in the Premier League? Seven? No, I think eight. Seven, eight, seven, eight. Four, eight. <laughs> yeah, and we've got some fans getting what I call the Charlton Kurbishly syndrome, where they above
0: their station.
5: Yeah, um, we've always been a yo-yo club, so it's a bit strange for me to, to be thinking that we've been in the top division for so long. It's not something I'm used to. So is what so, you're saying,
0: you look at the club being 14th in the Premier League, being in an FA Cup quarter final, and go, you know what, that's good?
5: Yeah, we'd have, we'd, we'd have taken that at the start of the season.
4: Yeah, but it's been a what It like, I had a run after the Watford game, and it's pretty much been a what if season. It's... But it, what, what DR, if we isn't, isn't, Ma- it,
0: isn't it a what if squad? Isn't it a squad that's short of no. just a couple of players to take it to the next level? No, no. it's
4: not. We've got the on it. I like. I we might sound be- biased now. I might sound biased, but if you look at our squad, I think we've got the players to be doing better than just surviving. Um, the reason why I'm saying it's a what if season is, what if Max may played more games at home? We haven't. We we haven't seen that. What if we played more adventurous? We haven't seen that. So we don't know if it works or not, and that's my problem with Roy. Is that he doesn't take risks, and I'm just frustrated now because I've had enough of you know what ifs. If it if he did try that and it didn't work out, then fair enough. But he hasn't, and he's stubborn with it. So I respect what he's done, but he has to go.
5: What if? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if we Roy goes and we get another manager in and he's worse than FDB? What if? There's so many what ifs. You've well, got this, to have the right exactly, person. Yeah. Who, that, who would but you bring exactly.
0: in? This is a point. When you're dealing, and Nick makes a very good one, when you're dealing with a manager who is risk averse, that cannot be the most exciting things for the fan, of course. But actually, it could it be a case of be careful what you wish for? You get rid of Roy, you bring in a young, exciting attacking manager who sets you up to bomb forward down the wings, you lose Zaha in the summer, you might lose Wambasaka, and suddenly, okay, the football's pretty, but you find yourselves in a relegation battle.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm mostly worried
0: about, is the fact that... But that's not going to happen under Roy, is it? And with this kind of stability, I agree with you that it doesn't seem to be an ambitious brand of football, but the one thing that you seem to be saying it is, is safe.
4: Yeah, we'll be safe. I I have no worries about that. Even other Palace fans that want Roy out... They're pretty confident as well. We'll be safe. That's not my main worry. It's the fact that with this squad that we've got, we should have been safe earlier on in the season. We're still not safe and there's eight games to be played. Right now, realistically, we should be fighting for a top-ten finish. And we've ma- massively underachieved. And with the squad we've got, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Mamadou Saka, Wilfried Zaha, um, Kiyate, Andros Townsend, there's some quality players there and they could easily move on. And that's what I'm more worried about. Them moving on without us taking advantage. And I wouldn't blame them if if they move on because why should they fight for
0: relegation every year? When you talk about the club taking advantage of this good squad currently, what for you would count as having taken advantage? Are we talking a top-half finish? Are we talking a Europa League run? What are you after? Top-half at least. Top-half at least with the squad because the players that we have,
4: they, they shouldn't stick by. If I was them, I wouldn't stick by a Palace. If you're going to keep fighting for relegation, because at the end of the day, it is a business, uh, they could go out and um, go elsewhere and potentially not earn more money in terms of wages, but still their brand will improve if they're fighting for, you know, fighting for Europa League or end up playing in Europa League, Champions League, which they can, some the, of the players.
0: The fairest metric, as I see it, for the quality of job a manager is doing is looking at how good the squad is, where that squad should really be finishing on paper in relation to the others, and where he manages to get them in relation to how good it is with that in mind palace sitting 14th they're behind newcastle bournemouth everton leicester city west ham watford and wolves outside of the top Mm. six do crystal palace have a significantly better side than the other teams there? newcastle i'd argue but after that i'm not sure that the crystal palace squad is relatively as strong as you're making out yeah you you may
4: say that but still we even against some teams we haven't we haven't done well against them if you look at the but results but might that
0: be because player for player you're not actually better than them
4: but I think we are better when you look at Newcastle I think we're better you're better
0: than Newcastle but if you look at Everton Brighton they're below
4: Brighton us Brighton are below we you we struggled yeah we struggled against Brighton um, so who else Leicester
0: City they've got a better squad West we, Ham Leicester City is the only
4: team Leicester City is the only team that we don't tend to struggle I don't know what it is but we beat them 5-0 at home but I'm
0: talking like, in terms of and you're bang on that the likes of Saka of Zaha there are fantastic players in this team, but I think actually, realistically, a tenth place finish for this Crystal Palace squad isn't part of the course. I think that would be a really, really good managerial performance. I
4: I disagree. I just think I just think we've got the players. We've got one of the so we've got Wilfred Zaha and Aaron wan and if you look at best best players outside the top six, both of them are in contention. So I think we've got some great players who should. Should uh, should be doing better and could be doing better, but I feel I feel like the manager is restricting them.
5: Yeah, if you if you if you want that, but I'm I'm I just I'm risk averse as well. I think the problem is where I've seen, as I said earlier, we've we've been a yo-yo club. We've had sort of success because we've had seasons of getting promoted, then we'll have a couple of seasons up, get relegated, a couple of seasons getting ourselves back together, and then coming back up again. We haven't really had a lot to celebrate, and I think that's that's getting quite a few of the fans down as well. We we've, we've hadn't we haven't had much to cheer about. Every year you're going to have one, two, maybe three good results where you'll beat a Chelsea or you'll beat a Manchester City or you'll beat a Liverpool. Sometimes you'll beat more than one of them, maybe three of them. Um, and those are the only kind of things of joy that we've been getting. <laughs> ever since we've been in the Premier League. There, there was a cup final, of course, but we won't talk about the ref in that one.
0: Does that make the FA Cup result of the weekend really disappointing? Yes. Yeah, and the manner that we got,
4: the, the way that we um, got knocked out of the FA Cup is is the thing that really triggered me. And we was we got that out-managed. down to Roy?
5: Yeah, we got outmanaged. Well, uh, in his post-match post press conference, he said, oh, they scored too late for us to do anything about it. And that... that that made me worried a little bit because surely, as Brian Clough once said, it only takes a minute to score a goal, that, and you've got to be pushing towards the end. And and we weren't really, were we? We were they they were playing the ball into the corner flag. We we just weren't doing enough to get the ball back, and we didn't have enough. Um, we didn't want it that much. It seemed. Yeah. But then you you read Luca's uh, interview after the game, saying, "Oh, he's very disappointed because he wanted to go to Wembley for the fans because." The, I'm going to go, go to the fans now. The fans were fantastic on Saturday. I thought the stand was going to fall down. <laughs> I really did. It was wobbling. But why why Watford? I've never seen it anywhere else. It's tickets. Why did they separate the Crystal Palace fans? We were in the away end. The bit down the middle had an advert all over it. The middle section had the advert over it. And we were in two separate sections.
0: Have you ever seen that before? So, do you think that was a conscious and deliberate attempt to perhaps diminish the effect that the Palace fans could have on the atmosphere?
5: Quite possibly. And before the game, every uh, they were uh, there at six in the morning. Apparently, what for fans uh, so he's dressing the stadium, dressing the stadium. Well, they they put flags everywhere, whereas all the tifos and the the displays that happen from the home's down. No, Phanatics. I just had
0: a mental picture of a very large dress for a moment. <laughs> yeah.
5: Um... Yeah, yeah. So that was just a mental pause for to, to get a picture of yourself. Um, <laughs> like my ex-wife's wedding dress. Um, no, it, and they, they, every every uh, home fan had a flag. They had um, glitter cannons going off at the start of the game. And so,
0: are you, are you a fan of this, Nick? Is is what we're moving towards a praise of Watford's efforts to build up to the game, or do you think it's all a bit cringe-inducing?
5: it was a bit plastic if you know the fans are doing it like they do at crystal palace it's all f- fan donations and done by the fans watford was kind of it's like the clappers isn't it it's it's yeah it's i don't know I, i'm sure we'd all love it at, at homesdale if there were plenty of crystal palace flags going but i think what it was
4: is that the plan was good the idea was good but the but the execution was poor because you've got the flags but you've got no atmosphere and I wasn't there, but I saw it on TV. Like I heard it on TV. All I heard was Palace fans, and I think that's pretty much a poor, poor part from Watford's and you know what was uh, point of view because they got everything in place, but the fans they didn't really seem up for it as much as Palace fans. But yeah, qu- I want to quickly go back to Roy Hodgson point and make a last, last, uh, just last little statement. Um as much as I want Roy out, I don't think Roy will. You know, will get sacked because if you actually look at it I, I think the club will consider this as a successful season as you said end of the day it it's a business and we've stayed up and that's really a disappointing thing so the club really needs to co- reconsider what they want to do in the future because Roy got another year left in his contract so do you play it out or do you look for a new manager now and bring them in in summer so there's so many questions to be considered by the club about the future of this, you know, future.
0: Right, well, there are decisions to be made by you two because I'm about to put you on the spot. Nick, if you had oh. to make a call now and you're pulling a face, but Roy Hodgson, does he stay, does he go? Depends who you're getting in. Okay, well, that was going to be my next question. Wait. Yes or no, objectively, as a start, do you dismiss him now?
5: Wait till the end of the season.
0: Okay, and DL? Summer. Okay, yeah. so he goes in summer. And Nick has preempted the follow-up question because assuming that Roy does go in the summer and we have no idea whether he will, who would you get in? Because it is a gamble, as Nick was pointing out earlier. Be careful what you wish for. Who comes in to replace Roy realistically? That part, I'm not too sure. Okay,
4: I haven't looked that far ahead. I just, I don't mind who it is as long as they're ambitious and they're passionate. And it'll be good if you bring like a young manager in. Um, but Nick, no, do you have we- any names in mind? David Wagner, perhaps? That's one I was thinking. Of. That's that's always been it because someone uh, mentioned mentioned it a couple
0: of weeks ago. Uh, Wagner. I, I wouldn't mind that. Even Slavica Jokanovic. I mean, nah. he wasn't very successful with Fulham, but he plays the kind of adventurous attacking football that you're after, dear.
4: Yeah, I'd th- rather go for Wagner than Jokanovic. I think Jokanovic, he, it, I don't think he had the greatest of squads, but I think he still had a fairly decent squad, and he didn't really use the best out. I'll go with Wagner. I think that's that would be interesting.
5: Would be interesting. Um, I, I don't know because we're we're not seeing up and coming English managers coming through. Yeah, um, I'd have loved to have seen um, Eddie what's his face from Bournemouth, but I think they're yeah. they're too big for him to come to us now.
0: It would, I think it would be seen as a sideways move if Hal were to go to Palace.
5: Yeah, I don't
0: think I don't think that will happen.
5: Or maybe go abroad.
0: You know,
4: Southampton they. They've gone abroad. A couple and even of times. Watford, Javier Garcia, yeah, well, yeah. They've Marco gone silver, and they've had some very good managers. And I don't think, trying to think, what's what's the last manager that we've had that's come from abroad?
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: raised eyebrows frank deborah frank, yeah, De frank Boer. De Boer. and just look at how that went will roy hodgson still be in charge at selhurst park come next season get in touch 0208 70 20 558 or at love sport radio on twitter don't go anywhere because coming up we'll be looking at the winners and losers from the game
3: this is love sport
0: You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. It's that time of the show when we go through our winners and losers from the last match. It was a loss overall for Palace at the weekend in the FA Cup call to final as they took on Watford. Who were your stars? Who were your disappointments? Get in touch 0208 7020 558 doctor I will start with you. Is there anyone you'd like to single out for criticism beyond, it would appear, the manager? Um, uh, I, guys, Ray I, Lewington. I, yeah, Ray Lewington. <laughs> L- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewington.
4: No, I think um, if you're looking at performances, I was a bit disappointed in Guyton's performance. He all afternoon I don't think the conditions helped them I'm sounding like Jürgen Klopp here a bit
0: but it was windy yeah it was, it windy. was very windy <laughs> you, it was windy it was blowing left then yeah, it was blowing yeah, right it was windy yeah it was it was windy but still he was a disappointing performance um I feel like I'd go one further dear and yeah. I'm as I say I'm not a Palace fan but from set pieces in particular and I'm not just talking for the Kapoo goal by the way he was shocking yeah it seemed like someone had told him to just come out and try and claim I'm serious here like someone had told him to come out and try and claim every corner regardless of where what kind of area it was delivered into because he'd already come flapped and missed at one before he did exactly that for the Kapu goal you'd have thought that he'd have learnt his lesson that's what happens
5: when you train with Hennessy <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame Hennessy for the other keepers that's poor bloke <laughs> exactly um,
4: but yeah I had no con- let, me, let me be honest
0: I had no confidence from the get go because
4: after the first corner I was like what's happening And if I crosses, were a Watford
0: player in that box every time we got a corner I would have been thinking about the back of the net yeah. every and, single and time and they
4: did end up scoring the first goal from a
0: corner Um so yeah it was
4: uh, if I'm worried about it at home I'm pretty sure the defence was worried about it as well in the game and it played a part but I'm not going to say drop Vicente Guaita because even though I've supported Hennessy in the past Hennessy's had a shock for a whole season and it still was in the side came here just this season, uh, he hasn't played all, all of the games. He's come pretty much in the second half of the season. He's performed good. Um, just one game, I don't know what it was. Um, he wasn't really up to it. But still, I'd keep him in, in the side and wouldn't
0: drop it. Well, the errors for Geita at the weekend seem to be about decision-making rather than shot-stopping. Nick, as far as you're concerned, are those areas he's had problems in before?
5: Not that I've I've really noticed. It was a bit... Without sort of a of character, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why
4: I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really, really look into it too much. It's just one of them days. Over-excitement oh, a... on the big occasion, perhaps. <laughs> Might, yeah, be. Cause, Might be. Yeah, because Yeah, he's still, he's still fairly new. He's, he, he hasn't played. But abroad. being new doesn't play... make you come flying off your line exactly, for a yeah. cross you can't reach. Yeah, I un- understand that. But he hasn't really played you know, abroad before, so he's, he's just come here and it's just one of them games. Uh, we move
0: on. That's it. We move on, Nick. Is there anyone you would single out for a poor performance?
4: <sighs> you can pick Gaeta as well if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd
5: I'd say Gaeta. Uh, Townsend seemed not as effective as he has been in recent weeks, but whether that's that's tiredness, um just we weren't it it wasn't anybody in particular, but like you said at the beginning, with that big gap between Batshuai and and the rest of the team I think we need to be pushing more and we need somebody to be carrying the ball forward, which is what Cuarte should be doing. He was actually my man of the match, Cuarte, because every time I I looked, he was there getting the tackles in or making the passes or, or pointing and directing players, not in a Jason Punction way, but actually being proactive about it. So he, for me, he was a man of the match and actually I think he'd make a very good captain.
4: Oh, he, was a, he was a winner. I don't know about my winner. He was my winner. Actually, I do. Um, <laughs> I lied. Um, wan because I can just go back to him every game because he
0: has a brilliant game he had another
4: he he can't another be winner
5: game you've got to give other people a chance no, he, he was
4: fantastic
0: yeah. again the block at if he plays 2-1 great. Is, is a fantastic piece of defending exactly
4: and he kept us into the game and he was just effective what can I do if he plays that great then I'll
0: give him the winner and well here's a question for you should he have equalised late on should he hit the target he dragged wide it was a big big moment cometh yeah. the hour cometh <laughs> the man and not quite Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. He should have, it would
4: have been nice if he hit the target, but uh, it's not Wan-Bissaka's fault that was in that position. It is, because (laughs) because he was the one that was out of position, wasn't he? It's a difficult chance,
0: but that was a chance.
4: Yeah, it was a chance, but it's just one of, there's other players that miss chances as well. Uh, I missed a chance before his first goal. So if you put that first goal in earlier, then with the game, with the, would the game have been different? I don't know. So I wouldn't really blame wan Talk,
5: Talking about his goal, it's interesting that nobody got an assist for that because it was him getting the ball off. um Who's the guy who used to play for Palace? Been, been at Watford Mari-Apa. for years Mari-Apa. M- Not Mariapa. Was, it, it, was, was him, yeah. it Mariapa? It was Mariapa who got
0: tackled by Batshuayi.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Um, yeah um, so yeah, that was a bit of a worry because he's, n- he's not getting the service.
4: Exactly. He's isolated again. And But I, I knew that that would be the case because previously when we, when we went with this formation it seemed like a 4-5-1 he has been isolated most noticeably the Leicester game but he still ended up scoring a goal and that's what makes him good. And I'm, I'm buying into this factual, I think. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm liking what I've seen from
0: him. Well, this is the thing, right? On one side of the coin, you could say, well, he had to tackle a defender to get the ball in a goal scoring position. Yeah. He's isolated. The other side is your striker was working really, really hard, did fantastically to rob a centre half and scored a really quite impressive solo yeah. goal. Is he now looking like the man to solve the number nine problem at Selhurst Park? Yeah, when he first joined, I wasn't too sure. I said, give me a couple of weeks to at least till the end of the
4: season or close to the uh, end of the season. Um, but now, yes, I think it, we can, we've seen, we seen he's got a couple of goals now. Not got the delivery he deserves. Uh, he still managed to score goals, so
0: he's a good striker and it'll be good if we get him permanently. But I doubt it'll happen. Well it could happen he wouldn't come cheap you'd be looking at upwards of 25 million pounds mm. probably do you think he's worth that kind of money you know he fits yeah 25 million for Bashray yeah it's a good amount considering how much you could be looking at more than that i'm saying i'm saying
4: upwards of 25 yeah. uh it depends I, the, the limit is around 30, 30 million but 20 to 25 will be ideal but then
0: again chelsea they don't really have to sell him so but equally he doesn't seem to have a future at Stamford bridge does he i mean he's scored a goal to win them a premier league title he's had chances at the club he went on loan to dortmund last year scored goals still wasn't given a chance i think he will be leaving chelsea permanently
4: yeah but it depends though because
0: i i don't see
4: sorry really staying on at chelsea and if a new man the new guy might like him yeah the new guy might like him and there's that possibility so i'm not too sure yeah mean?
5: i mean the difficulty is is chelsea've got the transfer embargo so they let players go, but they can't let anybody in. So they have to be careful. They have to be careful. There
0: is, of course, the the not insignificant frame of Tammy Abraham still out on loan at Aston Villa, who I for one think should be given a chance in the Premier League, if not by Chelsea, then by somebody else. Yeah, there's other uh, Callum uh, Hudson-Odoi. He's another he's another player who. He's wonderful. I, I don't think he he can fill that central role in quite the same way, uh, but he is impressive. Would you consider looking beyond the current squad for a striker? I mean, if you couldn't keep Bashwai, is there anyone either in the Premier League or further afield who appeals to you?
4: Um, I'm not too sure who really appeals to, uh, in terms of strikers. Uh, especially in the Premier League, you're, the asking price is going to be just ridiculous. It's just, just the fact that your rivals just your competitors. So I'm not too sure. I think if we're looking for a striker, ideally
0: abroad. Um, that's where we should be looking for. because if Fulham went down, fine
4: is great.
5: Mitrovic, um, could not... you get him? He's good mates with Luka. Yeah, he's good.
4: <laughs> he is. He's actually good mates with Luka. So I don't. I don't know. I think we've got Ben, Ben Teke and
5: Wickham was on yeah, the bench Wickham. as well.
4: We need more of a player like Baggio type who can get the ball on his feet and actually dribble it.
0: So I don't think Mitrovic is that type of player. So Batchway it sounds like the consensus here at least is that Batchway could be the man to lead the line next season.
5: I'd like I'd like to see him see him
4: stay.
0: Yeah, hopefully. well yeah.
4: It's looking good so far. I wouldn't say a hundred percent i hedging go ahead about. No, no, no. I was because from what I've seen it's been good, but yeah, I'm
0: I'm more convinced by the day. I think he's an impressive striker. The studio, I think, largely agrees. What's your take? Is Batshwaii the man to knock in the goals for Palace? Get in touch. 0208-7020-558 or at LoveSport Radio on Twitter.
3: This is Love Sport.
0: You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow, and Nick Gussett and D.R. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. Now, Gareth Southgate's latest England squad liberally studded with young talent. Jaden Sancho's in the mix. Uh, Hudson Odoi got a call-up eventually. Rashford's in there. It's youthful. It's pacey. It's exciting. And it is completely lacking. In a certain Aaron Wan-Bissaka, is that a travesty or indeed a tragedy? It's
4: frustrating Uh for the main reason that when you look at Aaron Wan-Bissaka and how well he's performed, he's one of the best Tottenham fans are shocked. Wow. So that's really telling. And what made it more annoying, well, I think it was yesterday night, is the fact that Callum Odoi. He, how many minutes has he played for Chelsea this season? I know it's different positions, but the main reason why I thought that Wan-Bissaka didn't get selected is the fact that You'll play more under 21 games and get more experience. But on the Odoi, he hasn't played an under 21 game yet. And he still got called up for the England first team. And he hasn't really played that many minutes for club level as well. So that's what annoys me. It's, it seems like the big club bias is real. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And it's like, what, do, what else does Aaron Wan Bissaka need to do to
0: get in the England squad? Because he deserves it. I think, I think you're right. Uh, I think the Trippier example is a very interesting one. I absolutely agree with you and indeed the vast majority of Spurs fans when you say that he's been pretty disappointing in the league this season. I think I understand completely why he's still in that squad. He was massively important to the Southgate system in the summer. He offers him a lot from set plays which he showed more broadly not just against Croatia. And so I would advocate for him being in there. I'd also advocate for wan I think you can have them both Eric Dyer's in there to offer versatility he can play in central midfield he can fill in at right back he can fill in at centre half
5: almost utility well uh, in the back half of the pitch
0: well exactly but I think ultimately he's only realistically going to be used in central midfield young Declan Rice has got a call up yeah. who for my money is better than Dyer at doing that and so I would just have left Dyer out frankly who I don't think has been excellent I'd have kept Trippier in there because Southgate likes him He trusts him. This is something that Southgate's always done: is stick with players who he knows and he has faith in. Fair play to him on that. But I think you can have a couple of right backs in there, and Aaron Wambasaka should be one of them. Yeah, but it's already overloaded with right backs. Look at
4: Kyle Walker; he's in that squad, and then you have he could play on the right of a three, though. Yeah, he could, and then Trent Alexander Arnold; he's there as well. Um, So I feel like it's overloaded, and when you look at the right back position it makes sense for Aaron Wan-Bissaka to be selected ahead of Kieran Trippier in terms of form and what he's done over, over a year. It's not like Wan-Bissaka's played good for two months. He's been one of the hottest prospects for now over a year and people are talking about it. And the difference is uh, when... The difference between him and Wilf when uh, people were calling for Wilf to get selected to the national team is the fact that Wilf was playing good and Palace fans noticed that but not many fans around the league noticed noticed it as much so whereas with Wan-Bissaka everyone knows about him everyone knows what type of player he is but still it doesn't change for anything he
0: still doesn't get selected well it's very interesting that you should mention wilfred Zaha because there could also be a cynical reason for southgate to call wambasaka up we saw with wilfred zahar that he featured for england in friendly games yep. which of course as we've seen with declan rice leaves you free to switch allegiance to another nation he wasn't capped in a competitive fixture and he now plays his international football for the ivory coast which i think is a big miss for england and is there not perhaps a creeping fear now for england fans Wambasaka might get frustra- frustrated rather, and just go. You know what, Gareth? Stick your England team. I'm going to
5: go and play for Congo. Perhaps there. Um, well, I'd, I'd hope South- Southgate's been to see him a lot recently, or he's been to a lot of Palace games, and I think he'd be one of the players that that Gareth was looking at. I know there's been a lot of talk that he's going to be an integral part of the under 23 or under 21. Is it the Toulouse yeah. tournament in the summer? And he wants him to get experience playing there. And I kind of accept that, except for the Chelsea player who hasn't played in the Premier League this season getting getting in the squad. Um, there is a danger that um, Cote d'Ivoire will take um, take AWB it'll off be, of England's It'll be D- DR Congo. For, DR Congo.
0: Yeah, DR Congo. I thought it, it was, was It was Cote Ivory d'Ivoire Coast. for Zaha, but Zahar. I believe it's Congo for Wambasaka. Oh yeah. Well, he can go with... Um,
5: belassi then can't he <laughs> yeah
4: that's the thing yeah um belassi could actually inf- i think belassi i don't know if i've seen it somewhere if i'm just um imagining it or i think belassi already talked to wan i think even the um dr congo manager he's actually expressed it and said that we would love to have wan there but the thing is with wan i don't see him as a type of player. To just you know
0: give up. I think he'll say that. And I think Gareth Southgate is using that to his advantage. But it's, I, I, I take your point absolutely, DR. But it's a dangerous game to play for I've Southgate.
5: Also, I've also heard, and I don't know whether how true it is, but he's not using AWB for the um, Euro qualifiers. But we'll use him for the playoff thing for the new tournament that they invented last year yeah, that we're in the semi-final of. That's finished, isn't it? No, we got the sevens no, so in Portugal. In, yeah, we
4: go to the
0: finals
5: oh, uh, this that, summer. Oh,
4: okay, okay. But well, I don't know. As I guess that that would be a good thing in a way, but it's still, I don't understand how he didn't get selected. What else can the guy do?
0: As as cynically, as someone who isn't a Palace fan, I'm not bothered about Wambasaka not getting called up now as long as he has been given assurances that he will be and he doesn't jump shit because I will be, as an England fan absolutely furious. And I mean that seriously if we let a player who looks like he could be the best right-back in the world one day jump ship simply because we can't be bothered to play him because he doesn't play for Chelsea, as Nick says.
5: On stats, he's the best in Europe at the moment. Hmm. I mean, considering it's his first real real full season, it's incredible. And you don't get linked
0: to Dortmund and City and Chelsea and everyone else if you're average. Exactly.
4: You don't get linked to all the elite European clubs if you're just... It, an average right back, as you said, and that's the thing. It's like Wan Bissaka really can't do much apart from just continue doing what he's doing. Because how else can you play better? Maybe going forward, get more assists. Um, that could that could play it into a factor. But you're, you're talking about if he if he improves that as well. You're talking about a player who's the best, one of the best right backs in in the world. If he, if he puts that into his game as well. And talking about a player, who's worth around 50, 60 million. Even that is asking a lot. Right now, I think he's more than capable to be playing for England. And I'm not saying select Wan-Bissaka
0: and playing for England but it would have been good as a lack of reward I'm saying that even if you just throw him on the pitch for a minute so he can't go and play for Congo (laughs) I'm 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 not joking we need to be cynical about this we didn't do it with Zaha and he's a very good example of why you need to play dirty in this international arena just get them signed up and totally confirmed as England players
4: yeah, I understand what he's saying, but even I just Wan Bissaka getting selected, I see it more as a reward. He would have been around the players. Um, I think Carl Walker even put a post on Instagram saying that when you've been, he captioned it when you've been selected for England, but there's other players that are better than you, something along them lines. If this is Carl Walker, you got selected for England. These English players know that Aaron Wan Bissaka is the next upcoming best, one of the best right backs in the in the world, and. They're they're even talking about it on social media. I think that's
5: really telling. He should be there. I'd love to see a kid from New Addington play for England. <laughs> he's real, like he's real one of our own. You saw him uh, uh, about a month ago, going back to his old primary school, treated as a hero. He was he's totally, a nice boy as well, by he's the way. Yeah, lo- he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a lovely chap. He seems to have his his head screwed on, not letting it. Um, and
4: then, yeah, I think that's a really, that's really the downside. I think Southgate is using that as an advantage, but we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully. Southgate does select them sooner rather than
0: later and he gets rewarded for all his efforts on the pitch and Southgate of course does have experience of working with young English talent of managing them on and probably more importantly yeah. off the pitch yeah so I hope and expect that as you were pointing out Nick he has been in Wamba ear and we'll see him in an England shirt before too long I just want to quickly go back to Kyle Walker so I had the guys from the Arsenal fan show in here yesterday. And Giles Aniam of Gunners Town said that he could see Wambasaka nicking Carl Walker's place in that City team straight away. Do you think that's hyperbolic or is it actually realistic? I think it is realistic. We've
4: been talking about Kieran Trippier, but when you look at the other potential, um, I wouldn't call it a right-back because in, because in the England squad, you play more as a wing-back, like right wing-back. You're going up and down the pitch. When you look at the potential players, so Kieran Trippier I think is better then. But Carl Walker, he's up there as well. I think he he's on the same level, or even better than Carl Walker as well. It's not only Kieran Trippier and Tra- Alexandra
0: Arnold, both of them brilliant, young, uh, you know, back so that's a bit debatable but well, some yeah. people have suggested that the future for Trent could actually be a shift into central midfield I think Gary Lineker suggested that in terms of his technical ability his passing his shooting and so on he actually might be too good in inverted commas to play at right back in the sense that where wan excels is tackling and driving forward and Trent actually might be a little bit more ticker tacker than that yeah, I, it's uh,
4: yeah, that's debatable. Um, but I think with the Kyle Walker thing, um, Aaron Wambasaka is up there because, it, as much as we've criticised Kieran Trippier right now, Kyle Walker also hasn't had the greatest of seasons, and, and Wambasaka can could also be ahead of him in this England squad
0: as well. Whether or not he plays for England, the big question for Palace fans will be: Will Wambasaka still be at Selhurst Park next season?
5: That's almost as worrying as me willing Millwall to beat Brighton on Sunday. (laughs) When they were 2-0 up and being really gutted that they didn't. And I thought I'd never ever cheer Millwall on. So, yeah, that's my confession for the week. Um, It's going to go eventually. I hope we can hold on to him. For another year, two years. For another year, two years. Um, But then I don't want to stifle his development and stop him becoming one of the best right backs in the world and that's
4: what I was was talking about earlier on in the show when I was talking about us underachieving and with the place we've got that we should be doing better because as I said Wan-Bissaka I wouldn't blame him if he goes because he
0: shouldn't be fighting to stay up. So do you think he'll go in the summer if a Dortmund or a City come in is that
4: goodbye Aaron? Um, No I I don't I'm still hopeful of keeping him Um, I don't think he'll go in the summer but then again, I wouldn't be too surprised. But if you ask me, that, nah, I don't think he goes. Depends
0: what the money is. Depends yeah. what the money is. Where does Aaron Wambasaka's future lie? Get in touch on 0208 558 or at Lovesport Radio on Twitter. Coming up, it's your four word reviews. This
3: is Love Sport.
0: You can hear some glorious music here on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, and that can mean only one thing. It's time for your four-word reviews.
5: Nick, take it away. Oh, I thought it was Spanish flea time. No, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can, we can have some Spanish flea first. If yeah. like. Simon Pizzi's been busy. There's no, no rhyme there, and no, that wasn't four <laughs> words. Uh, Roy tactically inept again. Oh, Lucy, uh, soon to be mum, white. She's um, not a kitten. Waste of... <laughs> time right the word out there beep yeah, uh, <laughs> <that> be- <laughs> uh, a certain D Kernes.
0: alright beep 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 off <laughs> right right so four letters rather than four words for DR yeah.
5: Um, we've got CPFC Sydney massive underachievement this season ooh at Lin's CPFC said taxi for Roy please at Tookie 11 said sub Roy Hodgson off this is all my burnout cunts <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Royal Roy Hogston out please uh, Ben Smith give Roy his pension oh.
0: Chris this, this is consistent in yeah. terms of anti-Roy that's what, sentiment yeah.
5: that's what I was saying <laughs> Roy make a sub uh, Aaron McGeever MacArthur isn't the first team maybe that's something we could talk about in a minute hmm. um, Tom Rado Martin Kelly mate Awful. I thought it was alright the other day. Um, yeah. Roz. got the right idea. I'm having some wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manor Eagle. Roy needs to go. Bill Relia. Obviously heard me. I blame Wayne Hennessy. <laughs> um,
0: I, I, wow. I'm sorry,
5: Wayne. I'm yeah, sorry. It's always his fault. <laughs> uh, couple more. Dave Dan Sherman. Time's up for Roy. Um, Portslade Palace no subs lost game and nick Bushnell, enjoy your retirement roy
0: right so the vast majority of these are anti hodgson yeah. right and so the next thing i've got to ask is do you select these deliberately do you leave some out or are those literally all the responses you got that's the responses there's there's
4: even more but we're just going from literally top, top, top pro- yeah top down from yeah. a tweet it's not like we've selected them so we slate the questions but we don't slate that i'd that's say three out
5: down. of Three out of every five, so yeah. that's, that's about 60% in my mathematical brain. 60% are saying, get out, Roy.
0: Yeah, and that, it's not a massive sample size, but it's not insignificant. And that is certainly more anti-Roy sentiment you, than I would have expected. you dissing
5: uh, the number of <laughs> listeners we get? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that in terms, <laughs> oh, of, oh, right. <laughs> in terms of a
0: survey and valid data, yeah. you'd normally be looking at thousands. It's not thousands, but it is actually quite a few is it now time to go? I mean, is there an argument that if you've lost that percentage of the fan base, Nick, that actually that alone is enough to mean it's time for you to find the exit?
5: No, because if we beat Huddersfield, Roy will be a tactical genius and everybody will be wanting him to stay. They're, they're that Crystal Palace No, no I I would,
0: I'm not
4: changing my mind from now on. Even, uh, I'm, that's it. I okay, just, so if the club went but, but on yeah, a there'll run be of people like that. There'll be people like that. That will change their mind. I'm determine that but
0: so even if Palace went on a run of wins and finished the season 11th you'd still be going Roy out
4: it I'm not going to be like Roy out for no reason unless we drastically improve and our home form improves and he changes his style then maybe I might consider it but if nothing these are
0: two different questions though right is is what you're asking for an improvement in results Or is what you're actually saying, I'm not that bothered about the results so much as the nature of the results and the nature of the performances? If Roy were attacking, taking risks, being more dynamic, more on the front foot, but losing games, would you be feeling a little more sympathetic towards him? Maybe, yeah. Um, but
4: I just want to see that first, because he hasn't tried it yet. Yeah, and We've had
5: moments. We've had games where we've been yeah, we have, unbeatable we, we, and untouchable. We, we
4: have, but I was thinking about that as well. But most of them games, if you actually think about it, it's not because we, we, uh, we were good, but we weren't excellent. It's the fact that the opposition just dropped off their performances. I remember the West Ham game. In, this, in the first half, it was pretty much even and West Ham, you, you could argue, had the better of us. Second half, they didn't attack at all and we had pretty much all the ball and they were just poor but that wasn't really down to us. That was just West Ham changing their style of play. So I think there's been games where we, we have been in control and have played some good football but opposition has we played a part. To, we yeah. haven't had the killer. Yeah, instinct. opposition opposition has still played a part in that. You know, yeah. We, so, yeah, three wins at home. The other, <laughs> the other thing
5: three, is um, that that will be in the mind of Crystal Palace fans is how long it took to get rid of Pardieu. Because he was there for far longer than he should have been. Yeah. Uh, About a year and a half longer than he should have been. And um, we don't want that again. Parish, really. Parish
4: should have... He should, should have learned his lesson now. He knows. He's gone through different dilemmas now. We've gone through the Frank de Boer stage uh, with the more adventurous and... How we didn't have the players to play that style, so we've gone through that. We've gone through partial stage. We've had the Sam Allardyce. We've had Pulis leaving through. Like, there's been so many different cases for managers leaving for various different reasons.
5: There's one one thing that's stayed constant there though, and that's Steve Parish. Mm. We don't know what the relationship between the manager and the chairman has been like because, the you know the, the whole police thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, we don't know what happened. We don't the know scenes. what
5: happened there. We don't really know what happened with Aladaias, who supposedly retired but then was working again within a few months. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. You know, it's it's a money thing because we, we Roy's got a team that's that's built with about three managers, sort of visions, hasn't he?
4: Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. But just quickly on the Steve Parrish thing, um, the reason why we're bad is not because of Steve Parish. Yeah. Let's get that straight. You're not bad. I would, I would hasten to add that you're no, not, not a bad. No, no. I mean, inside. okay. Let me reword that. Underachieving. Okay. Uh, the reason why I think we're underachieving is mainly due to Roy. It's not down to Steve Parish, but Steve Parish has to make a decision um, regarding the future of the club because Roy's got another year. Do you play out his contract or do you just pull the plug and just start over again with the squad you've got? It's just I, I'm not the owner, so I don't have to think about this, but that's that's it's
0: hard it's not it's not easy being the owner of the club no it, it's it's a tough job, another tough job of course, is central midfield and one four word review that you picked up on Nick and certainly caught my eye was the suggestion that James McArthur is not first team. Is that fair? He scored quite a lot of goals this season, yeah, but his his performances
4: haven't been there, and I don't think I understand that comment because if you look at the first team midfield. I think it consists of Max Meyer, Luka Milivojevic and Koyato because that's that's how I see it. It's a brilliant balance squad. Every every player has different strengths and if you combine them together I think that'll be brilliant. And James McArthur, unfortunately isn't there. But the reason why he has started so many games is due to his effort and also trust. Roy clearly trusts him because there's been games where James McArthur has played really poorly, but Roy still always keep um, still played him. And that's pretty much it and that Roy trust him, that's really it.
5: Just a thought, with Schlup being in at left back, do you think we missed him in the field on Saturday?
4: Yeah, yeah, with how he's been playing, I guess so, because he's he was he was quite good going forward, uh, yeah. in recent times. So you know, that, you could argue that we miss uh, Jeff Jeffrey but yeah, um in terms of in terms we I think we MacArthur not,
0: not <laughs> he's,
4: he's one of
5: his he scores enough goals a season to warrant a place in the team, I think that's the problem. He, he gets eight eight goals a season. I, no, how many goals he's he's more scored this? Te- season? He's more than Ben Teke. How many? How many?
4: <laughs>
0: go- yeah, well, yeah.
4: <laughs> Ben He scored, scored
0: a deceptively large amount because I always raise my eyebrow was when last, I see he scored, and it y- keeps happening.
4: No, that was last. I'm pretty sure that's last season. This season, no, he's, he's been co- popping up this year. This season, he had that. He's not as clinical, in my opinion. He's, I remember that horrific minutes he was at home he was it against Oh, yeah exactly yeah. that's that's what I'm saying Jack, rush of blood to the head the, that was wasn't the, it the old James McArthur would have put that in in the back of the net and that's the thing he, he hasn't been his old self um, he's, so had he one of, he's, he's had his, he's had one or two good games but he hasn't been really consistent but Roy still selected him that's why I don't think he's part of our best midfield his effort is brilliant but in
0: terms of football ability I still think we've got three other better mid- midfielders than him well Damning indictment of James McArthur there from DR. Coming up on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, we want your listener questions, and if you want to add one at the 11th hour, get in touch on 0208 7020 558 or at Lovesport Radio on Twitter. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow, and I'm joined in the studio by Nick Gussett and Dr. Kernaz from the Back of the Nest podcast. We've got a few questions from you, our beloved listeners, into the show for the guys to grapple with. Dr., take it away.
4: So, we've got one question from Martin. We kind of talked about it earlier on in the show. He asks, are we on the achieving or are the teams just better than us?
5: I think... The Premier League has evened out quite a bit. I know you you talk about the the three or maybe four, four different sections of that league now, but yeah, they've, other teams have got better. You you've got teams like Wolves who have still got the the squad that they came up with, and, and we had that a little bit, didn't we, when we first came up. We but we,
0: Wolves came up with a Premier League squad. Right, they spent a lot of money in the championship. And we Ruben Neves for 18 mil from Porto, Jota again from Porto. They did sign people in the summer. Jimenez came in, Donka came in. It's a serious squad. Exactly. We we signed Jose Campana. That's the difference. They signed Ruben Neves when they
4: got uh, when and all these brilliant other players. Yak,
5: we signed. Don't forget him.
4: No, not when we got promoted. No, I'm no, talking no, about no, promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Signed, they signed a lot of these guys we, pre-promotion. We signed, yeah, Marrow and Shemak yeah we, that's the difference in quality look, look, look at how Wolves got promoted into the Premier League and look at where where we were when we got promoted we had Dean Moxie as a left all respect, I love Moxie
0: but still currently Palace are 14th in the table if you were predicting the Premier League table purely in terms of quality of squad I'm not talking 11 here I'm talking squad for each of you where do Palace rank? oh
4: then I have to go through the teams don't I? So, mm. so let's start at the bottom. We're better than Huddersfield. Okay. All yeah, right. I agree. So Huddersfield, uh, Cardiff. I think we've got we've got a better squad than Cardiff.
0: Yeah, better than Fulham. Better than Fulham. Better than, better than Burnley.
4: Burnley. Better than Southampton. Yep. 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 Better than Brighton. Yeah, I think so. Mm. In terms of squad. Yeah, I think in terms of quality in squad. If you look at the individual players, Brighton. Are, we deserve to lose to Brighton in both of yeah. the games. I'll say that. But just,
5: it... just coming back to the Brighton and Watford thing, because it's just just occurred to me, both games, and you might be right with your and Roy. We suffer from a lack of being up for it.
0: Yeah, I'm... and does that come from the manager? Is is there a responsibility for Roy in the dressing room before the game to be going to the place? This is Brighton, or this is an FA Cup quarter final. Get out there, put yourself about. When Anthony Knockart looks like floating inside onto his left foot, just snap him. Or is the responsibility with, for example, in that instance, Patrick Van Alenholt to just have a bit more fight individually? Um, I think
4: players have to take responsibility as well. Um, I was. Um, surprised at, uh, you know, the F, the kind of... Not, I wouldn't really say the effort, but it was, we weren't really as up for it as much as I would have yeah. wanted Pied against up. Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got players like Zaha, who know the Brighton game. Wan-Bissaka. Um, Bissaka. Yeah, Wan-Bissaka. I wouldn't even say wan I think Luke Milivo. Because Wan-Bissaka, he hasn't really played that many Brighton games. As he's a Cordon lad, though. Yeah, he's a court- But he doesn't really... He doesn't support Palace, so... Who does he support? I think he supports Arsenal.
5: They all support Arsenal.
4: Arsenal or United, I think one of the two. That's, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, I'm not that fussed by it though. He's still a brilliant player for us.
0: So Nick, for you, is it the manager or the players? Is this lack of fight that you're talking about, who does that come down to? Where does the buck stop?
5: It comes down to the manager before the game. Okay. But it's down to the captain to some degree during the game. So we're back around then to
0: Milivojevic not perhaps being as scrappy as he could be. But well,
4: not to, even to that, be fair, getting the others going. To be fair, if you look at Luka, the latest Brighton game, I'm surprised that he even stayed on the pitch. Because after the first five minutes, Brighton already committed like three to four fouls. Yeah. And there was some nasty fouls. The first challenge could have easily been a red card or a knockout. So... Luka Milivojevic, I don't, I wouldn't really blame him for the Brighton game, but still, he um, did score as well. Yeah, he did score as well. Mm. But uh, there was something Hodgson said that frustrated me after the Brighton game, but I can't find it now.
0: But we were on that question: who, who the, who oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah keep, than. keep going. Yeah. You got to Brighton. You said you were better right, than Newcastle. them. We're now at Palace in 14th, Newcastle in 13th. Palace squad's better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Bournemouth. It's the Babel. I but I, I think... don't think it is debatable. I think Bournemouth have a better squad than Crystal Palace Football Club.
4: But who okay, so Wilford we Z- we got Zaha Wam okay. we'll, we'll call it a 50 Alright.
0: Everton. Uh they're I think mm. they're better. They are better. Yeah. Leicester City. No. You don't think Leicester squad is better than Palace's? Actually, no. No. Jamie Vardy, Madison, yeah, but... Pereira. Okay, Batchway or Vardy. Vardy. In terms Even, yeah. of goals scored, in terms of pace, in yeah, terms no, but, of threat. Yeah, I know, but Vardy, no, I don't think Vardy is
4: a big old threat. Two As... goals at the weekend. But still, Bachelorette, he's been scoring goals since he come to Palace.
0: Oh, I think I think you ask 10 Premier League fans and eight of them have Vardy. All right, let's go Vardy. What does the
5: producer say? <laughs>
0: Dave is shouting Vardy through the glass. All right, he's shouting Vardy.
5: <laughs>
0: I mean, you've got quality. All right, Zaha. I'm not saying right. Palace aren't great. All right,
4: Zaha, he's better than
0: drink yeah. water yeah, he he's better, better than Drew. any he's, he's better saying. than any of the Leicester <laughs> City wingers. Granted, yeah. absolutely, but then Yuri Tielemans is more creative, more intelligent than any of your central midfield players. Harry Maguire is a better centre half oh, than me. any of your centre half. No, Ben Chilwell. Right. No, I've never right.
5: seen Harry Maguire live play well.
0: Yeah, what did you watch? the World yeah, Cup? But-
5: no, live actually in the flesh at a game. Okay, <laughs> you but no, you don't to really. But he does play when you're not there. Exactly. Yeah. You could only I've possibly be there for like two, le- or two games. S- left back's a
0: problem off? for Palace. Yeah, right, left well. back.
4: all right. Aaron remember Sacco wins right back. Yeah, and um, he does. James Hopkins goalkeeper Michael in arguably. I, I think no, if I, forget about James, Mamadou Sako. is not better than Harry Maguire. I think Mamadou Sako <laughs> is yeah. un, no, no. I think you're, we're seeing the uh, why. Okay, we, okay so look how seeing, many guys we're conceding? We're seeing, I think We're having a
0: debate about the Leicester City squad, which I think is. Generous, and if we were talking to a panel of non Palace fans, it might be less generous to Palace. West Ham, equal, equal. They've
4: got a good squad,
0: yeah. They have got a good squad, I think, equal at best for Palace, probably. Yeah, Watford, um, you know what, I similar,
4: yeah, yeah, similar, similar. but they've got, uh, I like the squad, yeah, I like the squad, and
0: Wolves, I think, we've established are better. So, from that, Palace are in 14th. There is one team of the teams above them, who we've agreed bit, they are it? definitely better than. Yeah, but it's... yeah, okay, you've got 50-50s of Bournemouth, Everton, Leicester City, West Ham, Watford, but isn't what that shows the fact that actually that mid-table, those sides are much of a muchness, so actually the difference between 14th and 10th is fine margins, and Hodgson has got the club to broadly where they should be in terms of the personnel available And a, and to a
5: lot of the games that we've lost, it's been fine margins yeah. by one goal. But doesn't yeah, that
0: but... suggest, well, it could suggest Two things. One, it could be bad luck. Yep. But the other, you could argue, and I suspect DR will argue this, that the manager needs to get things a little more clever and yeah, w- get a few more specifics and take luck out of the equation more frequently. Yeah, we've
4: been out-managed
0: in so many games against sides like that.
4: I'm just going through the results. I'm looking through the results but, right but now. Your when your assessment Newcastle, of those squads, but when they, to... Palace shouldn't be higher than 12, Man, but, really. No, yeah, but... Look at look at resorts against Newcastle earlier on in the season. 0-0. And I remember Newcastle weren't even playing that great. I remember that game. And it, but, was, it, was, it was a 0-0. That was our Barons though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Southampton. Southampton, we argued that we have a better squad. 2-0. Outmanaged once again. And Southampton were
0: really poor. The start of the season as well, another team. But equally, you could say Palace beat City. City have got a far better squad, yeah, well, managerial I, I, genius.
4: Yeah, we lost against Wolves. Beat Everton.
0: Uh, Everton beat us. Uh, it just it, like the results go both ways. But the nature of the mid-table in a league that is competitive as the Premier League is that some are going to go your way, some aren't, and you will end up broadly where you should be. And for my money. Palace are broadly where they should be. Yeah, but if you when we talked about the squads, we didn't actually say there's so
4: many. Like who's so who's equal? We talked, we argued that West Ham, pretty West much Ham equal.
0: broadly. If we're being a bit yeah, generous, yeah, but
4: equal. West Ham's equal. Uh, Everton is better. Uh, wait, did we say Everton? Yeah, Everton, Everton better. are better. Uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, you
0: said was debatable. I'm not yeah, sure that it debatable. is. Um, Leicester City, you both think is debatable. I think you're bonkers. What? I think Leicester are far better than Palace. Jake Watson's Man Man. got
5: to you. <laughs> I'm a big fan yeah. of Jake's. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, that, well, it's just, there's, it's not like, oh wow, there's a clear difference. No, because we've got time as well. That's the point I'm making, dear. The, the very point that there isn't a clear difference shows that actually Roy Hodgson isn't doing a terrible job. This team isn't underperforming drastically. They're not perhaps playing the absolute best football they could be. Yeah, that's but wild. the results have been broadly all right.
4: But he hasn't, though.
0: But they have because they're 14th in the table. And but by your own logic of running through those teams, they shouldn't be much higher than 12th.
5: Do yeah, you think there's a danger of us going down?
0: No, I don't think there is. Roy will keep us up. But still,
4: I, I still think we should be doing better than that. I still okay. like 14th is is still a bit too poor because even though we've argued like the teams above us, some some squads are better. You could argue, but we still, if you look at, forget about other squads. If you look at our squad. We still have the better squad like we still have not the better squad I mean we still have a very good squad and we haven't taken advantage of that squad and until we take advantage because we're talking about all this team Wolves if if Roy was managing Wolves would Wolves be this good who knows like I think I think mm. managers play an impact on how they good do. players are and Nuno well. Espirito Santa yeah. is a better manager I'd than I yeah. love him at Palace yeah and Eddie Howe, another one I know Bournemouth they've dropped down but earlier in the season he got the best out of the players and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just it's it's actually fine margin because if another manager like Eddie Howell or uh, the Wolves manager, you know, uh, how do you pronounce the second name? Esparitis. Esparitis, yeah. Um, if he came at Palace, then what if he gets to the best out of Wilf? Then we could argue maybe Wilf is better than all these players, and maybe Misha Batsch was better than um,
0: who was Jamie Vardy. But or, you could example, argue it the other way and go, well, Southampton started the season with Mark Hughes. If you give Mark Hughes the Palace squad, you get relegated. So it can, it can. Yeah, go that's what both I'm
5: saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but I think we we've reached that. Man City, Mark Hughes, the Man City squad, and they get relegated. Well, They did <laughs> give Mark Hughes the Man City team for a while, <laughs> and it didn't go all that yeah, well. Yeah, but
4: that, but that's my point though. It's the fact that these managers are getting the best out of players, and who knows? Maybe if one of these managers came to Palace, we may be saying that oh, some of these players are actually better than. The yep. for, for, for maybe th- maybe
5: our uh, players are overperforming under Roy.
0: Interesting to see oh, <laughs> our Palace underperforming. Get in touch 0208 7020 558 or @love sport radio on Twitter. Coming up more of your questions.
3: This is Love Sport.
0: Johnny Burrow here on Love Sport Radio for the Crystal Palace fan show and we are answering your questions at the moment.
4: Yeah. Uh, we've got a question from Vince Flynn. He asks, Championship football is where we Well, he doesn't really ask. It's pretty much a statement. Championship football is where we're headed. Season has finished. There's no desire, passion or interest. The lads have gone on holiday and are definitely definitely not up for it.
0: How is championship football where you're headed? You're 14. Like,
4: okay, yeah, we can have that We can have that debate. So, are we... You kind of mentioned it. Um, do we have... Is there a possibility being, of us going down?
5: I was being devil's advocate a yeah. little bit, but... Uh... Do we well, while it's mathematically possible, we could go on a terrible run, but then we could win three games in a row and be 11th. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those...
4: I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not really that worried. I wouldn't... What's, what's that biggest
5: run of wins been this season? Is it two? Have we won three no, on the no. spin?
4: We've we've gone unbeaten... Just recently, we've gone... Um, not wins, but unbeaten... We've no, I'm, gone... to, I'm talking about back-to-back wins. Oh, we hardly win, so... <laughs> 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 I doubt we went on a good run. We only won three home games this season. Um, but yeah, I don't think Championship football. I think I know, like you, Vince, may be frustrated after the game, just like many of us, and a bit emotional. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think Championship football is really where because if you look at the relegation zone, Huddersfield and Cardiff, no, not Huddersfield, Huddersfield, and Huddersfield, Fulham, know, Huddersfield and Fulham. Yeah, it, it will take a miracle for them to catch. No, they're up. they're done. Yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'm talking about mathematically. Yeah, even, yeah,
0: yeah, but they are effectively done mathematically. Yeah. Even Cardiff. 28 points Palace on 33 yeah
4: and still I've criticised Roy but I can admit that Roy can get us a results to keep us up it's just the next step that's been a worry so I don't think we'll go down I don't think Championship football is where we're headed and in terms of the players having no passion uh, I don't know maybe we're over analysing it a bit Um, the players do care and they've they've showed that this season I think tactics limit them and you can argue that yeah we've talked about with luca could he do a bit more bit more aggressive yeah he could but at end of the day all that matters is you know how you perform on a pitch so i wouldn't really look into it that much we miss characters like demo um it's hard to replace them type of players. yeah even
5: people like sean derry we miss
4: yeah we, <laughs> we it's hard to replace them type of players so it's just it's just today you know modern football we can't really do much um so we got one from Cody Fisher. Uh, should Roy announce his retirement now for the end of the season and give us time to find a replacement? <laughs> I mean, re- Roy doesn't need to retire, does he? If he leaves Palace, he's no, re- oh, he's retiring. How long's
5: he? How long's he contracted for is uh, it to the, another end of the next year. season? Yeah, because yeah. he got
4: our contract extension. Yeah.
0: So I thought so. Do you think there might be a quiet discussion between Roy and the club? Which, if he is looking to retire, he says, "Listen, give me that year." And then I'll retire. It won't cost you any money to terminate my contract. I'll get to have another year at a Premier League club. Then everybody's happy. You would have a year, over a year, to be looking for the replacement to get that appointment right. And would that suit everybody? Or do you want changes now? Not now, in the summer. But I guess that could. But it's another year. I
4: I think if if Roy says, um, because of the players we've got, I think we'll just stay up anyway, like, regardless next season.
5: Could you take another year of it, dear? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's
4: the issue. I don't know if I could, that's the issue. I don't know if I could, but... <sighs>
5: you'll, you'll still go, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I will, no, I no matter how sport, bad we are, yeah, we'll still go I, there. Yeah,
4: we'll go and we'll spoil our team, but it's just, it's like, with the players we've, we've got, we've compared it with the other squads, et cetera. It's just, I think we could be doing better, but I guess Roy for another season wouldn't be the worst thing in terms for the club, because it'll pretty much... You know, we'll be we'll most likely be safe again. Yeah.
5: I've I've got a question for you two. Yeah. Palace playing red and blue. hmm How fast would a Palace player have to run for his <laughs> kit to turn purple? purple? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking that right <laughs> I now? I think Why only very
0: <laughs> marginally slower than Wilfred Zaha's top speed. No, I yeah. think I reckon he's close. Um you, I think you have to go faster than are there Are any a physicists f- listening? Oh, two oh eight seventy twenty five five
5: eight. Or would it be better time? if they spun round rather than go? <laughs> See, puncture would be good for that. He likes to speed. I
0: think a times two. A Bamiyang times two. So we're looking at doing the hundred meters in about. Six, six seconds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the kit will turn purple. Yeah, All the big the You won't even see the kit.
5: What was nice actually going back to sat- Saturday because I haven't been to an away game this year was seeing the sash kit. I'd like to see it as a home kit next year, please. Oh, but that's that you can't have that as a home kit. Why it? not? It always has we did when readily... I was a kid. <laughs> but when, when we <laughs> had the team of the eighties, we had that kit. Yeah. Why do you think it's so um, admired? But it's I... The kit that Vince Eller wore at home and what? Kenny Sansom and
4: I don't know. People with Puma have they uh, they had that uh, Arsenal was always being red when it was Puma Uh, Palace will always remain red and blue I don't I'm trying to think of Puma kits who's sponsored by Puma I don't know they're not popping into my head but there's always been tradition to keep your your home colour
0: as as your home kit that's
5: it yeah no I just like the sash
0: well bring it in for Nick (laughs) yeah no more questions into the show. If you want to get in touch, that number is zero two zero eight seventy twenty five five eight. But before any of that coming up, what is next for Palace? No more cup competitions, but survival surely is key.
3: This is Love Sport.
0: You are listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, and we now turn our attentions to the biggest question of all: what is next for Palace? promotion not a question in the premier league survival should be safe but isn't mathematically we were talking a moment ago about how cardiff city could still be breathing in the quest for premier league survival they've got 28 points after 30 played palace have also played 30 they're on 33 could they get reeled in by cardiff city
4: um i, I just, it we could but even if we do i still think we've got the players and the manager to keep us up.
0: And it so, would also require Palace to perform worse than all of Brighton, Southampton and Burnley, yeah, which exactly. not massively likely.
4: Exactly. And we've still got Cardiff to play. But it'll be interesting. Let's see. How many points do you we've think? We've got to
5: we'll- play Cardiff, we've got to play Huddersfield. We've got Huddersfield. We've got to Tottenham. play Bournemouth, we've got to play Tottenham. That that's the other good thing about the semi final is getting beaten in quarterfinals. We'll be the first team to play at New White Hart Lane, or going to be ruin cool. their history. They're <laughs> going to have an opening ceremony and everything. Yeah,
4: they're going. Yeah, they're going to have it.
5: Um, we like being the, the teams at their new stadiums' first defeat, don't we? We were the first team to win at the Amex. Yeah, and also the ceremony, like Steven Gerrard, had, you know, the big occasion
4: at Anfield. His last last game at Anfield, we go there and we be <laughs> we be Liverpool <laughs> and ruin it all. So yeah, we love we love a bigger occasion. But we can talk about it now. So if you talk about Huddersfield.
0: I think that should be a three-point.
5: Yeah, but look how well they played. Yeah, they had a good performance. And look how they capitulated. Well,
0: quite. I was at the London Stadium was the weekend. (laughs) Huddersfield didn't play all that well. No? They were plucky, and I liked them, and I really wanted them to get three points, which was dangerous because I was in the West Ham end. Uh, Carl and Grant was great, particularly the second goal, brilliant. But actually, that performance, including the good bits about it, Nick, showed why Huddersfield are nailed on to go down. 3-1 up with 70-odd minutes played. You cannot lose that game. It was a game of football where it was one of them where it's a fantastic match, but the quality of play by both sides was actually quite low. The defence is a shambles. Yeah, so three points, for Huddersfield. We have to. It if you're not getting three, three points. points against Huddersfield, that's quite uh, poor.
4: Let's just skip Tottenham. Um, that's that's a that's. Well, I think we can get something from Tottenham, but realistically, no. Uh, Newcastle, we're good away from home. At least a point. At least a point. So there's there's games out there that we could get points from. Cardiff, we have got Bournemouth. So I think. Well, you know, win the games you expected to, or at least get points from them, and you're pretty much safe. It's it's harder it's harder to go down at this stage than to stay up with the position we're in. If we go down, we're the only people to blame. We we haven't got that much harder fixture. We've got some good club, you know. We've still got Arsenal, City, and Tottenham to face, but Can we've also got Cardiff, um, Bournemouth, who's around the same level as us. If you beat Cardiff, I think
0: you'd be safe.
4: Well, I think we should be safe even before that. But
0: I agree. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be I, if Palace go down from here. That's it's the, it's but, an incredible yeah, joke.
4: but that's 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 my point, though. It's just the fact that we're not safe yet. And no,
0: but, mm. you know, ni- neither is any other club in, in that mid-tier area. Newcastle aren't really safe. Brighton aren't really safe. But actually, until you get down to Southampton and Burnley, the Palaces, the Brightons and the Newcastles aren't really in that mm. relegation dogfight yet. Yeah.
4: So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I just... Oh, it, it just had me thinking. I wrote like a sh- um, short piece for the Back of the Nest website. So, what's next for pilots? What,
5: what's the address for Back of the Nest website? Is it https <laughs> <Wow>. colon <laughs> slash slash <laughs> www.backofthenest.com?
4: Yeah, that's the website. Yeah, just wrote a short piece. And it had me thinking because after the Watford game, it's like, what's next for pilots? Of course, survival is key. But then once we're mathematically safe, which hopefully should be sooner rather than later. I think the club has really got two options
5: really um, interesting question you've got here,
4: yeah, I think the club's really got two options um do we go for the merit payment option so every league position you is worth around two million pounds, so let's say it's tight and we could potentially jump from fourteenth to eleventh you could get you could get around six million pounds from that, and that's a decent amount of money, even though you you get a ridiculous amount from t v but six million pounds you would want to go for that or do you focus on playing the youth and getting the best out of it?
0: Because we haven't seen that many academy players. And oh. if we're safe, what what option do you go for? Is there anyone potentially coming through who particularly impresses either of you? Because there's an argument where if we look at the Wambusakas of this world, who's now being linked with a £50 million move away, there's potential for a lot more than £6 million yeah. in value if yeah. you play a that's kid what... who breaks through. Yeah, that's what I talked about. I talked about basically how... We don't... So Wan-Bissaka,
4: no one, no one really knew about him and uh, he was potentially going to get cut from Palace. and the, the, He wasn't really lo- we, we wasn't really looking at Wan-Bissaka as the next top talent. But I'm not saying that if we play youth that there'll be another Wan-Bissaka, but there may be a player like Suli Kaikai who wasn't right up to Premier League standards, but still is a good player. And you could... And it's, it's the Premier League. Like, everyone watches the Premier League. So if you play one of them youngsters, first of all, you're giving them the opportunity on the big stage and... If they're good, but just not good enough for the Premier League, there'll be clubs that go for them, and you can make money off that as well. And there's also that possibility that, that we do find another gem, but that's all unlikely. But let's say another player, um, James we, Daly, seems yeah, James Daly. That... If he if he plays if he plays uh, if he plays well, um, you could potentially go out on loan to a better club.
0: There's a third option as well, though, isn't there? Yeah, Where I lot, talked about a lot of our discussion on this show has been about Roy Hodgson's tactical safeness his inability or unwillingness to take risks if and once Palace are mathematically safe could it be a chance DR to see exactly what it is you're calling for to see Roy tinker with things to try and be more offensive and yeah. just see whether this team can be more successful in a different system yeah
4: i think that's that's what i'm saying the club really has to deci- decide because i don't think it you can play the combination of playing academy and trying to f- get finish high up the table because Unrealistic. that's unrealistic you you pick one of the two you play you have your strongest uh, 11 and try to push forward but yeah that's another that's, that's another option as well it's the fact that does Roy give the freedom to the players and play a different style of football once we're safe because that could also potentially happen but it's interesting and it's a decision that the club needs to take because I remember I think it was under was it under Sam Allardyce um, where we're just a couple spots behind I think um, 10th or eleven something like, s- that, yeah. something like that, and then basically the place would get bonus um if we finished there, so it was really an ownership decision, so would there be another decision like that because if the if the club is increasing our season ticket prices, then I'm pretty sure they care about the merit payment as well, if they care about the one or two million they're gonna get off us. They'll care about the merit payment as well. But then they have to look at the other factor as well because this is also a good opportunity. We haven't seen enough of these youngsters and there may be gems out there or there may just be players that are good normally and could go out and leave Palace and we can get money off them or they could go out on loan and we can get loan fees and also better the development. So it's one that the club needs to consider. So if you
0: two were given the choice of looking for that extra few million quid from league positioning or trying a couple of youngsters out, what would you go for?
5: What? I'd go for the youngsters, but that would probably bring in a fourth option where we get docked points for not fielding our strongest squad. Yeah, I that
4: will happen though. That <laughs> won't they can't, happen. They won't be able I've mean, a bit that. of a
5: fantasy world this way. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah you are.
4: <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I was just talking about that and I was also mentioning that Yes, we may pay the, We might go with the academy option and that may result in none of the academy players performing and we're missing out on merit payment and also we don't get any benefit from it. So there's also that possibility. And there's also the possibility of going for merit payment and missing out on the gem. So it's not easy. It's a decision that the club needs to make. And it'll be interesting what they'll do. I think the club will go for merit payment. I what, really do. What do you is think it the we, club's
0: decision or is it Roy Hodgson's decision? I
4: think, it, I think the ownership uh, will... It, Influence, you know, Roy. If they've if they've got a good relationship, then I think Steve Parrish will go down and just say, try to finish as, uh, as high as possible, so we can earn that extra bit of money.
0: But if he if he said, I want you to play the kids, and Roy disagreed with that as a choice and said, Listen, none of the kids are good enough. Do you think Roy would throw them out there just because no. his boss had said so? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I,
4: Roy Hodgson is not that, not that type of manager. Hundred percent, it'll be Roy's way. But yeah, it'll be interesting. There'll be there'll have to be a discussion between the ownership and the manager. But um um the first thing that we need to do is survive <laughs> and that's the key. And depending on when that's confirmed, whether that's three games or it might be six or seven, then you look at this and that's when it gets a bit interesting. But if you look at the season from now, like as a fan, it's not it's not as interesting as it sounds because this is all payments and all about earning yeah. money. When you look at it realistically, we've got enough to play for. Top ten finishes unrealistic, but it's just something to consider.
0: Nick, what would you opt
5: for? I'd like to see some new blood yeah. come through. Yeah, I be really would just to, just to see how they get on. I mean, there's one bright thing: um, we're not going to get beat this weekend which means I'm not going to have the ump. Because you're not going to play.
0: And, of course, there is another bright thing. We'll return to where we started. Your cat's pregnant, Nick. So it's (laughs) not all the end of the world. Join us next time on the Crystal Palace Fan Show.
3: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Radio on Twitter.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.